0: Wow!
1: Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete,
2: how the devil are you doing? What's going on? I'm very good. Uh, it was my birthday over the weekend, so I went to Paris. Gay okay, Paris. Oh, happy birthday to oh, Did I, did I send goodness. you a birthday really- message? Didn't uh, you didn't, it. but then I didn't send one to you oh. either. So we ah, are very it all much works fun. out. The circle Ronald, of Lunch. And the Pete. <laughs> Terrible friends. <laughs> but yeah, I spent We weekend You're in Paris, devil. had a lovely time, ate a lot of steak tartare. It's kind of my thing. Every time Ooh. I go to Europe, I have to eat as much steak tartare as humanly possible because You're a man, I man. laugh in the face of salmonella. It's it's disgusting, Pete. How can you eat raw... I mean, I it's eat steak more than anyone. I it's couldn't got eat raw eggs. on that level. It's got lovely eggs. It's got lovely onion. It's got Tabasco. It's got... It's delicious, Chris. And the sooner the yeah. world realises it, the better, in my opinion. Am I Where all? did you stay in Paris? Like, what did you do? I stayed in a place called... Saint-Germain um, which is the thing is I always had for the longest time I was like oh Paris is a bit fucking dump in it you know um, the, the, the the staff the waiting staff at restaurants can be a little surly sometimes um, but then yes, I went and yeah. I was like and, and maybe I just stayed in a different area and I was like this is lovely this is absolutely lovely and mm. it's only a couple of, uh, couple of uh, hours from um, from King's Cross it was it was bloody perfect a really great place to spend your birthday so, yeah,
1: I, I, yeah my memories of Paris last time I was in Paris would have been 27 finnatski the mm. movie and i you know i won't forget how beautiful some of the streets were little bakeries <laughs> little cafes the waiters are really hit and miss they're either really nice <laughs> or quite rude but then there is a sort of underside to paris that you, you turn up in the wrong area or you oh, go no, on a really it's, dirty it's a, train it's, it's
2: a city i mean it's a you know it's it's a city and uh it's a very modern city in that there are rough old places and uh, very beautiful places and and that's where the money seems to have been spent you you sort of imagine so look you you take the rough of the smooth with any city I think but uh, yeah you forget how bloody beautiful Paris is in in, in parts it is stunning I'd love to go back Mm. I find it it,
1: it, London's a bit more consistent but Paris is more highs than London and more (laughs) lows
2: in terms of yeah but no Mm. love to go back well done happy birthday did you get any good presents? Uh, My mum and dad for some fucking reason bought me a diamante studded uh, steering oh, wheel what? cover. What? <laughs> what? Not a That's clue, Chris, Honestly, not a clue. Uh, my dad's got a real boner about, and even at his can heat manager, uh, about me uh, not uh, using both hands on the wheel or something. They've got a real... Uh, bearing in mind, my dad's never driven in his life. Um, he's got a real... He's very Passag critical about my driving style. Uh, that he's never seen. Let's make that very clear. Uh, so, oh. yeah, he, he he bought me a, a Diamante studded um, kind of safety wheel. And I was like, and I was like you know, I, I, I went away to France. I was like, I'd, I'll save that present for when I get back, because you know. Me and my dad, lovely present. And what came out was just a chinese made (laughs) bit of rubber like an inner tube i was like what is i mean even for my dad that this is a low point present wise (laughs) he just cares about his favorite son he just cares about his only son
1: well yeah (laughs) his favorite and only son Mm. i uh what did i do this weekend oh i filmed at a treehouse a really luxurious treehouse in hakone just outside tokyo uh, for my friend's video That I appeared in It's, it's like a, a million dollar tree house It was really <laughs> bloody exquisite As you'll see in the video It was really good <laughs> It was really good It's aimed Crack at like, the high end market Who love to be in a tree house For some reason <laughs> really, It was really good though I really enjoyed it And on the way Fantastic. back We stopped at a road service station uh, Just to get like a toilet break And some food mm. And I passed a, an ice cream shop that had a very yeah. threatening slogan underneath uh it was called idabok idabok a bit of a weird name and underneath the tagline it just said i love my cows you will too and it just sounds so threatening like <laughs> i love my cows you will too i didn't get my ice cream there i felt too threatened
2: i did not want to love the cows very bizarre who, read, who wrote that god What? it uh, yeah who who wrote that and who like and And, to be honest, you've only got yourself to blame chris because you've you've chosen to do that, so <laughs> well, clearly, I didn't love the cows,
1: I didn't try the ice cream. I don't know what's going on there, but I did also see Chiaki, who uh, hey. you saw a few months ago, Chiaki, mm. I hadn't seen her since our Sapporo trip, and it was really cool, I touched her, I shake her hand, and it felt like I was touching the Great Pete Donaldson,
2: given that you'd <laughs> touched her just merely months ago, it was I mean, like, this, uh, this, this there's too many uses of the word touchy, I, I'm not really sure I'm comfortable with any of these. Well, they say <laughs> the Pope, you know,
1: he's, he's touched each and every Pope, and the original Pope, of course, oh, touched of course. Jesus. Yes, it's the same with you, Pete. It's the same. <laughs> Jackie hugged you or touched yeah. you at some point, hopefully. Yeah. And then I shook her hand this afternoon, and the circle was complete. I met, I sort of touched, you touched me, Pete yeah. Dawson. Cool. Met you. <laughs> this is a really weird and opening my, to the podcast. We got a story here. <laughs> steak Tata yeah. covered in it. Uh, we got a story here from Marcus from Anchorage in Alaska. Greetings, Hartley uh, Hogan. I thought it said Hartley Paul <laughs> Hooligan uh, and Chris the Barber Broad. A few years ago, I visited Asahikawa in Hokkaido, the hometown of my old buddy from my college years ago, who was an exchange student. With Asa- Asahikawa being an auto-centric city, having a car is essential. Asahikawa is a very cold city uh, in central, sort of central Hokkaido, famous for having a zoo, I think it's, I, I drove past it once It looked kind of nice But not But very cold Luckily <laughs> I was able to ride In my buddy's car As well as his parents' car During the weekend However, on Monday morning Everyone had to go to work Which meant I woke up that day To an empty house And no ride I was told by the family that there is a bus stop a few blocks away. Having been spoiled by the smoothness that comes with IC cards like Suica in (laughs) Tokyo and other rail-based cities, I was nervous and had no confidence in being able to competently handle a form of transport that requires... Paper tickets and coins. I boarded the bus and took the paper ticket from the machine door beside the door. As we got closer to the city centre, my anxiety steadily grew. I thought of what Japanese phrases to say to the driver in case I needed help with the payment process for the ride. Finally, "'It was time for me to get off. "'I went up to the machine next to the driver "'and placed my paper ticket into the slot of the machine. "'The driver turned and went, "'No!' "'Apparently the ticket was not to go in the slot, "'as evidenced by the fact that the driver had to get up "'and screw open the entire machine (laughs) "'to try and pull the now mangled ticket out of it.' I stood there with excruciating embarrassment. I could feel the eyes of 20 Japanese passengers staring at my back of my head as they wondered, how did this idiot American manage to even get all the way to Asahikawa in the first place? (laughs) My ears were burning and I could feel my face beating as if my heart had rushed up to my head. Such was my embarrassment. I wanted to teleport out of there. Looking back, I think I'd put my ticket into the coin exchange slot uh, uh, Whatever the case, I vowed never again to ride a bus in Japan And my question for you guys is Have you ever experienced a moment in Japan that was so embarrassing You wanted to die? Uh, all the best, guys Marcus from Anchorage, Alaska And don't worry, Marcus I've done the exact same thing at least three times It's a very <laughs> stupid system How it works in Japan like, I don't know what they're thinking, right? You get up to the front of the bus and you think, oh, I'll put my ticket in or something. It's not. The, the big coin machine next to the, the bus driver on nearly every bus in Japan is just a change dispenser. Right. Uh, so you can pay the bus, the bus driver like the proper amount of coins. So you'll put like 500 yen coin and it'll come out in 100 yens or 10 yens and things like that.
2: Um, mm. But it, it's a mistake literally everyone makes because it's yeah. just such a weird convoluted system. Why do they make the um, tickets so thin uh, that, so as to be able to uh, utilise one of those slots? That's what I would know. Why do they make it coin width Good thin? Mm. Thick tickets. Let's get them going. More thick the, the, the hack, please. though, the life hack to get around
1: like Japan is just get a Suica card because mm. then you don't have to worry about tickets. You can just tap the card and go on your way. And the same goes for train stations, right, Round Tokyo or Japan in general. Uh, rather than working out the exact amount of money you need to get to the station you want to go to just get a squeaky card and you tap it and then some money disappears you don't know how much exactly but it's just so much easier so always get a Suica card I'll just carry a uh, knife although
2: <laughs> let me on this carry bus. a knife just carry a knife what? let me on this bus at once I demand it
1: the Pete <laughs> Donaldson toolkit Pete yeah. you should write a book Pete how to get around Japan the Pete Donaldson way Correct. with <laughs> carrying a samurai sword <laughs> alright Pete Story of the week. What have we got this week? What's going down
2: in Japan? Well, speaking of writing a book, Chris, um, oh, God. <laughs> there is a Japanese cafe that's opened up in Tokyo with a very, very unique plan. Um, uh, they've developed a very unique solution to keep, um, well, pretty much anyone who has a deadline... On that deadline, uh, basically, huh. it's called the Manuscript Writing Café in the city's uh district, um, and it has 10 seats catered just to people who need to finish something at a certain time. Alright, so you've got like, you know, right. your artists, your writers, your editors, the people who want to get something done and they want it done quickly and they and they don't want to leave until they've finished. Basically, huh. um, you're not allowed to pack up and leave for the day until you've finished your work. Uh, the, the, basically, the cafe provides a goal tracking system that requires customers to write down their work goals for the day before set it settling in to uh, have a cup of coffee or whatever. So you can go in... But you can't go out until you've finished everything that needs to be done for your deadline. Unlimited uh, supply of coffee and tea. Presumably you get to use the bathroom as well, but they will literally (laughs) not let you leave uh, without finishing that deadline. I don't know how you, um, (laughs) I I don't know how you sort of like, uh, I I don't know how far this goes. Because presumably at some point you get to the point where you're getting kidnapped. So. Like, what if you really, really want to leave and they want it, you to leave? Um, you've got two different <laughs> settings as well. You can either have, like, uh, a mild kind of check-in here and there where the task was completed when you leave, but regular mode customers uh, can have, like, a, uh, an hourly prod. <laughs> so someone comes over and goes, Oi! do your bloody work, do your bloody work. And there's hard mode, which involves a staff member constantly hovering over their shoulder uh, and watching, watching them work. So it's pretty intense. I'm not sure how uh, legally uh, allowed this is, but they've done it and we'll, we'll see, I guess, won't we? We'll bloody see. Sounds like, like the Colonel Gaddafi
1: school of thought. (laughs) It's (laughs) all a bit bizarre. Like what the actual hell? I I don't know if this is the same place. I think it's different. I saw a similar place pop up recently in Tokyo, hmm. uh, That's supposed to stop people from procrastinating, and the way they do it is just by having crap chairs that are painful. I'll crap into that. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. You'd just be like, "This is unproductive. I'm leaving." leaving. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, it just
2: sounds threatening. Would you actually go there? How much was it again? Um, I d- um so it's so the price i don't know what the price is normally but if you um but if you want to take the uh cl- opening hours um a little longer you can pay the cafe's charge of one dollar for the first 30 minutes that you take the the, the cafe past closing time uh and two dollars 34 for every hour after that so you're basically paying you know two and a half dollars for to make the staff work for another hour after uh, after Bloody closing hell. time uh, so you can finish your, uh, <laughs> finish your work. I mean, I I would like to very much test the fibres, the fabric of this plan by sort of never leaving, never wanting to leave, always having a coffee, always having a tea in my hand. How do you get people to leave who don't want to leave? That's what I don't know. It's like a cheap <laughs> hotel room. Wow. Do
1: you think this would work in the UK? Like, uh, have, like, you know, someone standing behind the customers with a baseball bat Waiting for them to finish their essay (laughs) Uh, Get it done It's (laughs) all a bit terrifying It's all a bit unnerving And all a bit desperate How did it
2: get this bad? How did it get this bad Pete? (laughs) Why has it come to this? Well people have People have unwelcome People possibly get distracted very easily Because we've got the internet in our pocket haven't we? That is true Mm. Well I mean I'm
1: You know I'm editing Journey Across Japan 4 at the moment Escape to paradise and i am really bad at procrastinating when it comes to editing mm. i'll like edit a scene i'll be like that's great now i'm gonna go on reddit now i'm gonna read the news yeah and then i just don't do
2: anything for like two i just hours. do i do rotations of kotaku.co.uk that's your video game site reddit twitter facebook marketplace see if anyone's put anything weird on there and then and then i'm back to work really it's uh it's it's it's, it's excruciatingly annoying you just gotta do the rounds like a doctor it is it is it is it is like that and i don't know how i can get around
1: that maybe i go to the manuscript writing cafe and i can sit there and have someone stare at me while i edit maybe the pressure <laughs> and the uncomfortable nature of the environment yeah. will get me through but uh, yeah it's interesting seeing these extreme cafes pop up in tokyo at the moment mm. we've we lost the uh, the famous kawaii cafe in uh, Harajuku, where it's all cute and colourful, and there's, there's dancing and magic, and now we've just been replaced with this. <laughs> like, get editing, get writing at gunpoint in this cafe. I might check it out, though. Maybe I'll go down yeah. there and have a look. Maybe I'll poke cool. around. We'll be back in a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions with the fax machine. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. Now we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr Donaldson?
2: We got a message from... Who's this? From Terrell from uh, Pennsylvania, USA. But uh, Terrell now lives in Japan. Dear Phenomenal Pete and Lord Chicken Master uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, I've been watching your channel now for a few years and listening to the podcast since my days in college. Hearing your adventures and living vicariously through you inspired me to live in Japan, which I currently do now. But where I am, there aren't many weird and wacky places to see. How do you find your weird, crazy and wacky places you visit, Chris? Do you Google them? Is it by word of mouth? Or do you stumble upon them randomly? Or is it a secret? Is there an underground... Reddit for influencers and <laughs> content creators and all that stuff. Um, in addition, uh, I feel like I need to thank Pete for uh, promoting Coolish all the time. I finally tried it, and it's officially—it's uh, official. I can't stay away from the stuff. So thank you, Pete. Chris, I saw somebody send me a, um, a picture of uh, Coolish. Um, I can't remember who it was because it was on Twitter, uh, mm. and I think there's like a Mitsuya cider uh, version. Like the best Coolishes are like the sorbet <laughs> flavors. Where you can have, like, a, like d- d- different kind of, like, very light, kind of, like, sorbet kind of flavours. Bloody lovely. Shit, you Big just reminded me, I I forgot to finish my energy banana
1: drink today. It's just sitting in my studio, rotting away. Oh, God damn it. Uh, on to the, the question <laughs> at hand. Uh, what was the question? Wacky places. It's <laughs> place. got on Google. I'll tell you, though, you do need to know some Japanese. Uh, the Most interesting places i found are usually like in Japanese and I spend a lot of time on Google for example when I want to find an abandoned place somewhere or other I'll type in like the name of the prefecture so say like uh, Saitama I'll write that in then I'll write in haikyo the word for abandoned building and then I'll see what comes up and I'll spend an hour on there looking through and 99% of the stuff you find is rubbish, but that 1% is gold. And it's, it's, it's like that. It honestly just comes to lots of time. Even like, on Jenny Across Japan too, uh Escape to Fuji. There's always, it's always an escape somewhere, isn't there? I should really start <laughs> thinking up more original titles. Escape yeah. to Fuji, on the first day, we went to, like, an abandoned mine in Gunma. It was a wow. really creepy, awesome-looking mine. And it was, like impossible to find. And the way I found that was I knew we were going to be driving through that area. I looked up stuff to do. There was nothing. Mm. So I literally went on Google Maps, zoomed in and just looked at every interesting thing that popped up on Google Maps. And after half an hour, I found that place. So it all comes down to that. Just Mm. literally just staring at a map for half an hour. But uh, Mm. yeah, or just copy the places I've gone to. Like lots of other YouTubers do, and that will make it a lot quicker <laughs> and easier. We got a story here from Jacob. It uh, begins: "Hello, nightly, nightly, Pete and Commander Chris. Ooh. My question for you is: hostels? That's not a question, is it? It's a statement. <laughs> Me and some friends are hoping to take a trip to Japan for a few weeks next year if the borders open. And in America, one person could reserve a hotel with two twin queen size beds for one person, but have four people in the room." To save money, which hmm. is what I do for conventions. But in Japan, would that be frowned upon if you get a room that's reserved for a person, but have multiple people staying in the room to save some money? Uh, from Jacob in the frozen north of America, good old North Dakota. We had a, a listener from North Dakota write in last week as well. We
2: did, yes. Dakota heavy on one, Dakota? Would say, yeah. hmm, Why are our
1: listeners there? We haven't got any questions from uh, from Sweden recently. Where are they all gone? Where's everyone... Is anybody (laughs) listening from Sweden? Ask us a question. (laughs) Yeah, they've all gone away. Our demographic today is just North Dakota, isn't it? Um, Yeah, pretty much. They they have a rule in Japan where sometimes you you can't book a room for, like, two people if it's explicitly stated as being a room for one. There's some sort of rule Ah. in Tokyo where it's illegal to put a certain number of people in a room. So, for example, you might recall... Uh I stayed in a room with Connor, the billion dollar room up a skyscraper back in February. And even though there were like two double beds in there, we were told that you couldn't have more than two adults stay in that hotel room, even though it was huge. Right, okay. Even though it was like the size of Hartley Pool, that bloody <laughs> hotel room. You could only have two adults and one kid in the room I believe. Was oh, uh, it like tax, just or, like, a of tax reasons or something? There's it's a tax like, uh, reason, but there's also like mm. some sort of law as well. So right. the answer is Jacob, I don't know if you can. It it all comes mm. on a case by case basis. Just check it yeah. out on or whatever And that will let you know If you can have You know The number of people in there But uh, yeah It's not a given That you can Exploit that And stuff all your friends Into two Twin Queen sized beds <laughs> we got a story here From Elijah uh, It says uh, Hello guys Elijah, Elijah here From Chicago I head off to study In Kyoto In October of this year and i wanted to know uh, chris about the isolation of arriving in a foreign country for the first time in which that already has an introverted uh, integrated society and if it had affected you when you first arrived and how you ended up getting over it all the best guys cheers elijah mm. uh i mean kyoto kyoto it should be easier to uh blend in or get mm. stuck in in kyoto than it was where I did uh, I was out in the middle of nowhere And uh, it, it was quite difficult But you're so busy often That you won't really notice That you're lonely or depressed And, that, and that's how you get around it Just stay that's busy okay. yeah. uh, Honestly I don't think you'll find it As much of a problem As you think Just make sure you get out and about And talk to people When people yes. I, I made a rule in my first year that if people invited me to do something, I would always say yes. I became a yes man. And then I became a no man in the second year. But I realised <laughs> that was a shit strategy. But no, it's good though. Say yes to everything. You'll be invited to lots of things. You'll meet incredible amounts of people. You'll befriend two of them. And then that will set you up that's for you. The, the next eight years, eight, <laughs> that's nine you, years. And yeah. that's me. That's how I operate. <laughs> Any advice, Pete, for getting stuck into somewhere new? What did you do when you moved to London? How did you get through it?
2: How did I get through it? I mean, work's a big thing, isn't it? Sort of, um, I, I, it's it, when people sort of you know criticise the, the sort of makeup of your of your friendship groups. You, I do sort of think, well. it, it it very much sort of depends on your um, on your on, on, on who you are with at work, I suppose. I mean, I've mainly sort of made friends through 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 work, pretty much. I would say it's it's. I'm I'm a bit of an you know. Although I do this job, I'm very much a bit of an introvert um, when it comes to talking to new people. I just always think I'm going to embarrass myself, so I find it very hard mm. to make new friends. So. Um, you know, all the people who see me the worst friend. are the ones. <laughs> nice Chris. I think, uh, yeah, it can, be, it can be a little bit difficult, I think. So, yeah, I mean, work's just a big thing, I guess. Work socialising. Yeah, or just start
1: a YouTube channel and the whole world will be your friend. <laughs> I've got millions of friends now if you're a listening friend. to this you're yeah. my friend keep the stories oh, questions cute. don't hold me to keep the stories questions <laughs> comments <laughs> and even if you are my friend as we've established earlier you won't get a guaranteed birthday message just like Pete exactly although I didn't get one from him either so it goes both ways friendship innit <laughs> uh, keep the stories <laughs> questions comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com we'll be back later this week to do it all over again guys but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great week and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan. Podcast. Goodbye
2: for now. Goodbye for now. Abroad in Japan is a Stack Production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.